I'm about to blow I gotta stay on my hustle, you know that I'm grinding for sure I came out right from the bottom, now they see me chasing my goals Now they see me on the go, yeah. now they see me on the road It's time to hustle, yeah, it's time to grow I'ma shoot for the stars and we ain't for the gold It's time to hustle, yeah, it's time to grow Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we got Zave Pratt on. Sup, G? Sup, bro? Lockdown, um, lockdown potties. <laughs> You're scraping the barrel now. Bro, make, <laughs> make the most of what we got. But obviously, we were going to do this a bit later. Um, yeah. But we just decided may as well bring it forward with the circumstances at the moment. Yep. Um, bro, you just want to give people a bit of a, um insight on yourself, I guess. Who you uh, are, what you do. Yeah, okay. Um, obviously, my name's Xavier Pratt. I run a business called Football Factory. Um, basically, just football teaching kids, like one-on-one, small, small um, groups as well, and then just like coaching. And I uh, play football for National League Hamilton Wanderers. The Wanderers. Um, I'll just make a quick shout out to our sponsor of this podcast. It's Keep the Change, um, new sponsor, but it's a guy, uh, Luke Kimmies. Um, he's doing awesome things and it's um, it's actually something that we sort of don't talk about much in New Zealand and we're almost taught not to talk about it and it's our money. Um, so he's really helping with financial literacy. He's teaching people how to um, look after their money and things that you don't know about your money. Little things like the secondary tax that we get told. Um, everyone thinks you get a second job, you get secondary tax, you actually don't. Um, it's a little bit of a myth, but things like that. Um, if you want to get emails, he sends out a regular email every week. Um, click on the link in the description um, and it will take you straight to where you can sign up. You get the emails every week um, so you can start learn, learning how to be better with your money. Um, we're also doing a giveaway at the moment, so if you want to jump on that, by this time you were to see it, it'll be two days from when we're drawing it. So um, on 138 page, go check it out. We're giving away three months supply of Red Bulls. Shout out to Red Bull. Um, <laughs> Bro, let's let's go sort of back to the start. Like, obviously, we've done a podcast before, and <laughs> yeah, due to a few reasons, we took it down. But yeah, yeah. Um, this time we've decided to come back, do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I suppose last time was a bit of uh, had its ups and downs. But it was fucking crack <laughs> up, bro. mainly downs. <laughs> <laughs> so this time we decided um, have a couple less drinks and yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, for sure. No, I think last time I was probably. A little bit, a little bit nervous to like come into the podcast kind of scene. I suppose I've never done anything like this before, but mm. um, yeah, and that's why I probably had a had a few too many wines and just, <laughs> just to, to try and loosen up, and then ended up uh, not being able to speak by the end of it. But. <laughs> it was good though; like it was a good chat. It's just, um, yeah, obviously, they did. We we live in a quite a PC world now, bro. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's certain shit. I mean, Joe Rogan can get away with um, smoking dope on on his thing every single yeah, day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, bro, like every good story has a good start. So let, let's go back to the start and we kind of let's build it up from um, the very beginning. So let's talk about your schooling, where you went to school. Yeah. Okay. So basically, started out at Otomoto College um, in Taranga. And then um, one of my mates, Ruben Parker, kind of like hit me up um, and was just like, yo, like my, the school's looking for a scholarship or looking for a, like a player, could give you a scholarship. And I was like, fuck, like pretty open to the idea. Um, 
of obviously like getting a scholarship for playing football was like a little bit of a dream or like, you know, especially at that age, pretty young. And then yeah. um, ended up moving to St. Peter's where like kind of football kind of blossomed a little bit, gave me a bit more opportunity just in, in regards to that, um, which was a re- yeah, really good start. And then from there kind of went like uh, secondary schools, which is just like a tournament overseas, um, moved to like- Is that New Zealand schools? Oh wait, what? No, nah, so like secondary, like football secondary school. So it's like the under twenty New Zealand squad. Oh yeah, but like for like the schooling realm. So like it's, yeah. it's just it's not the under twenties. It's just like one less than that. And then you go and play like tournament over in England, and just like it's like the same with them. So that under twenties, yeah. So which was like that was really good, like really eye opening, and like shows shows you the level that you need to be at to kind of make it or not make it. But yeah, you know. who do you play over there? Um, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Shit. Yeah, and Northern Ireland, I think as well. So was it their school teams? Like, well, same, it's, it's, same it's, thing? so yeah. So like, uh, so like the under twenties, but like they're playing schools yeah, over, yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. So like, over there, it's like if you're under twenty and playing in the school league, then it, oh, over there, it's like ma- obviously the football's massive. So yeah, so yeah. the football ends up being like, um, if you're under twenty and playing school league, you're probably you know like not really playing with like the the higher leagues. Cause, yeah, 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 but. So like the teams are a little bit lesser than what you'd you'd expect, but it was actually a really good like eye opening experience, and a few of the boys got contracts over there and stuff, so it was really good. Yeah. Oh shit! No way. Yeah, yeah, it was class. Um, yeah, and then from there went to like uni, um, and then went to like this academy at uni, and we played a game down in Wellington for them, and uh, ended up like a scout saw me playing playing down there, and ended up like asking me to join the Wellington Phoenix. So mm. that was, and that's kind of where like football for me kind of not took off. I wouldn't say take off, but kind of just yeah, you elevated yourself at that point. Eh? That's yeah, like yeah, that's your first sort of taste of I guess almost pro football. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we're training with the first team and I like playing games for the second team. And obviously, you're probably not to the standard when you first arrive there, but you have to quickly adapt and quickly grow. And that was classes being around like those boys and around that kind of that environment, um, like very quickly you learn like what to do and what not to do and who are yeah. the big dogs and the hierarchy of kind of the football and what to say, what not to say and all that. But I kind of just like head down, try to do my thing, you know, a little bit, um, which was all right, but I just, yeah, yeah in, ended up not really like probably pushing myself as much as I could have, like kind of got to that stage and thought I had kind of made it instead of getting uh, to that yeah. stage and then working harder. So right. that's probably like a little regret in, in my life that, kind of thought like once I got there should have knuckled down and kind of done the extras and done more like I was doing enough but I wasn't doing but how old were you at the time uh 19 yeah this, that's something that like if I I can obviously relate that to rugby but I can really you can almost relate it to most sports yeah nowadays that they're getting so young but kids are getting thrown in at like 18 19 expecting to make like adult decisions yeah. and yeah like um I'm the same I was the same yeah thrown in at like 18 and it was just like it just yeah some kids handle it some kids don't and it's not anything to do with your um like your personality or it's not anything to do with who you are as a person like it's not to say that oh you're a shit person if you can't handle it yeah um i'm not saying you couldn't handle but to be honest i couldn't and i handled it a different way i was probably more immature than i should have been yeah in what it, way? Like, what do you mean by that? So. Like, um, that would well, sort of, sort of similar. Like, I didn't really push myself as much as I should have. Yeah, I went to Wellington on when I was eighteen. Very similar to you, bro. So, 
um, on a deal and um, I almost was like showing the pathway and I kind of just like it's almost switched off and yeah. I was just like I kept thinking about all the things that I wasn't doing as opposed to the things that I what that I could be doing. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, all my mates are partying, all my mates are doing O week oh, and same, like same. that sort of shit. 100%, yeah. yeah. And and it's just like you don't re- sometimes sometimes you don't realize at the time, and then a few years later you're like shit. Like yeah, that's always the way you look, you look back on it, and you're almost like, oh, like everyone says it like Fuck, those are your like key years and yeah. all that, and, and you, you go yeah 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 whatever. whatever. Are you, are you, is football the same as rugby in the sense that it's al- it's not unforgiving, but it's like you almost give yourself a name within those years that it's just like once it's through that it's almost like. Not unrecoverable. It's never unrecoverable, but yeah. like people sort of have a idea of like, oh, all right, well, he's gone now. Next one's you yeah. Know? I, th- I think a lot for football that I, I don't know what it's like with rugby, but for football for sure, like it, you can always r- like bring it back and create a name for yourself later down the track. But definitely at that age, like I was nineteen, I think, and I was doing pretty well. Like I was, I was like top goal scorer, oh, like second top goal scorer in in my team and like and in the league. And yeah. like still got dropped And I was like, f- like Fuck it's a harsh reality Of just like Obviously I wasn't doing enough Or the right things To then get dropped at that age And then Kind of look back at it now And be like Fuck like was I doing enough Was I Like was I out drinking too much Or was I you know Like did I waste yeah. the, that opportunity That I was given Because I couldn't make the sacrifices then That I would make now you know Yeah def- oh, that, That's that's actually a big one there It's like the I think you feel after a few years You like grow up a little bit And you mature a little bit That's actually that's when you understand. I think that's when you understand maturity. Like, you feel it. Yeah. You're just like, oh shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Was I sweet? You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I think back on some things. And I'm like, Fuck, was I all right? Like, what was I up to? Like, why yeah. did I do that sort of shit? Like, yeah. like for sure. Like, I think I was surface level mature. Like, obviously, yeah. but there's like a deeper like kind of maturity where you can kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, you know, where those those decisions are made. And they just like lead, like lead you the wrong down the wrong path, kind of you know. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know how to explain yeah. that, but no, 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 I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But so you did? Did you ever have a like go with the first team? Uh so I never like got an A League um, cap, so to speak. But we went over to like Fiji and we played like the like Fijian international team, and I got a got a run there with like the first team and stuff. Um, and like training like maybe three times a week with them as well. So like. Always in and around that 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 realm and, and that level, but no, I never got a taste of the A League. Yeah, what what did your sort of week look like when you were down there? Like, uh, pretty hectic, eh? So like, wake up in the morning training, um, with the reserves, and then you'd have a gym session with either reserves or first team, and then afternoon, you could either get the call up to like train with the first team or you'd train with the reserves again. Yeah, and then there was it. So you'd have three training sessions a day. Like so the reserve team's like full time as well. Reserve team well, at, at that time, the reserve team was full time. Yeah. Wow. So they, do they work or is that just no? no. Wow. Shit. Yeah. So that, yeah. Okay. So, some of them obviously like study because we were quite young back then. Yeah. But I, I was just I was just living down in Wellington and just yeah. training three times a day and that was it pretty much. Lyle Bay. Lyle Bay. Surfing. Living the life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wellington was class for that, bro. But again, probably too many distractions. <laughs> Um, yeah, so all right, all right, so that's like one day you kind of get through. Yep. What is so that's three times a week? It's, you sort of run it like that? Like one day like that, you mean? Yeah. 
Was it one day like that and then three times or? Nah, probably like every day of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you'd probably, you'd probably like gym, you'd probably throw gym three times in there a week. Yeah. With maybe like a recovery session um, in there as well. But they had like, so like instead of the gym, you'd maybe throw in like a massage session where that like, so you've got training in the morning and then you can go and get a massage if you want. And then like training in the afternoon or something like that just to break it up. Yeah. Or like yeah, a, yeah. a pool session or, you know, whatever, like yeah, a very professional environment. But like, yeah, it was a lot, definitely a lot. You can see how it's a full time job for most boys, you know. Like yeah. Three times, a, three times a day, you're, you're tired at the end of it. Are they earning all right money now? Like yeah. if you're a a league, yeah, for sure, definitely. definitely like obviously, nothing it's nothing compared to the fucking over Overseas. Europe and stuff. Nah, which is nuts. Yeah, I think like I'm not not just what the minimum um, wages, but I think it's like a thousand dollars for like a the the, the like sign on. That's just like a thousand dollars a week. Oh it's yeah, just, that's just the main like yeah, and then after like obviously after a year or whatever your contract is, however big you've made a name for yourself or how good you are, then obviously yeah, yeah. earn more. Oh, that's not bad. Thousand yeah. bucks a week, similar to rugby or probably rugby more, um, bit more money in rugby. No, not a whole lot. Oh shit, I don't. Um, Super Rugby is which is probably what what you would compare that to. Eh? Running to Phoenix is like Super Rugby, which is like Crusaders Chiefs, yeah, 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 that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Um. If you're an injury replacement player, which is like you're not in the squad, but you're in covering someone, or they've brought you in yeah. and you're not technically named in the squad, yeah, then it's like, well, when I was there, it was like it's eighteen hundred a week. Oh yeah. Um, but then you you find that if someone's sitting on an injury replacement contract for the whole year, some of them actually earn more than the like draft players, so. Oh, it's confusing as, but there's like full contract players, and then there's like wider contract players. All oh, the full, yeah. full, full contract minimum is, I think, it's eighty a year. Oh which, yeah, yeah. Which would um, going to be more than. But you get see, it's so confusing. But you get like you you're in like a NPC team as well. Yeah. Always, everyone yeah. is pretty much, and so your Super Rugby contract, which was let's say you were minimum full contract, which was eighty. Yeah. And then you get your NPC contract and they put it all together and they pay you it as a whole. Oh, yeah. Because it's all New Zealand rugby. Yeah. So you don't get paid this separate to this. Yeah, you just yeah. get paid the same thing all year. On, right. one, once a, that was the other thing. But how often did you get paid? Uh, Do you remember? Was it once a month? I think it was – it might have been once a month, yeah. Because that was something that I had to adjust to, bro. Being paid once a month, bro. Like I was an eighteen-year-old, yeah. and I was getting this much money getting thrown into my account, like monthly. And you're just like trying to work out throwing it all at Red Square and <laughs> m- mishmash, <laughs> mishmash, Siglo, bro. Siglo yeah. was the go. Thanks, bro. Oh my god. Um, yeah, bro. Like just trying to learn quickly how to deal with money. Yeah, I think oh, I don't know. Like lo- looking back, I think I was. I wasn't earning that much. So I wasn't earning like eighteen hundred, like or yeah. whatever. You know, I was earning like just enough to live off. So I was kind of like not scraping by, but had to be smart with it just because I didn't yeah, have the yeah, money. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But for sure, I, I can see if like if I was that age and earning a bit more than that, like there's no savings involved, is there? Oh, but well, like, imagine if you're say you're like you're just working your normal job at the moment, whatever it is. Uh, you work at a supermarket, right? You work at a supermarket. You work for the whole month, and at the last day of every month, you get your pay for the whole month. 
Yeah. How many people would struggle with that like straight away? If especially if they're young, because oh, especially if you're young, because it's not like you're getting thrown it in little debt like little nah, bits. Yeah, like yeah. you're like, here you go, and that's for this week. Here you yeah. go, that's for this week. It's like here you go. There's a month. See yeah. you in thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> you almost forced the budget. Oh, bro, yeah. We're trying to learn to anyway, yeah. like very quickly, but um, that's where you need to sign up for. Keep the change. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Exactly. That's where you learn how to use your money. Keep the change. <laughs> Click the link in the description. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. So you were in Wellington. Yep. And then was it Aussie after that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, had like a couple of meetings with the Wellington like coaches and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, you need to do this and you do that." And then obviously, maybe th- like give you like a three month kind of warning, mm. like like you're not meeting standards. Um, this is what you need to change. And like, if you don't change it, then you know, like, probably not going to extend your contract. Do you have an example of that? Like, like roughly what they would say? Like, um, like isn't your gameplay or yeah, I think, just anything? Yeah, like gameplay. Like this is like the first team has a gameplay, and then they pass that gameplay down to like the um, like the reserve team, and then you have to follow like basically what the first team are doing. So if you're not doing the same shape and the same kind of job or role as what the other other player and the first team is doing, then you're not, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to do it in the first team if you're playing, not doing it for the reserves. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was always, like, a player that kind of worked hard and maybe, like, ran the most, ran the hardest, tried the hardest. But a lot of the times if you do that, you're running in, in the wrong areas, you know. You don't need to run that much. Yeah, right, right, you know? right. So okay, I think that was yeah. something that, like, I struggled with. I was like, oh, but I'm working hard and I'm trying, like, obviously really hard, but I'm just, like, I'm doing it in the wrong areas, you know. Maybe, like, work smarter, not harder, which yeah, is right. something that yeah. I struggled with maybe doing. Um so I had that like, had that kind of three months, and I suppose at the end of it, they were just like didn't see enough enough improvement or or whatever, and just you know, so they just they dro- they, they dropped me, but they actually helped me out on my way. So they said like, here's a couple of contacts over in Aussie that, um, you might be able to get set up with. Um, it turned out being not that, not that I got one through them, but I just through another source got one, and then ended yeah. up heading over to Aussie, which was a whole another experience in itself. Um, yeah. Oh, just want to pull your mic a little bit closer, dude. So whereabouts did you end up in Oz? Uh, so I ended up in Bit. Yeah, that's good. So I ended up in okay. Brisbane. This. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> or closer, you know. Cut, cut these ones. Yeah. Yeah, so I ended up in Brisbane. Um, yeah, just a little town called Toowoomba, just outside of Brisbane, playing in the NPL. Um, and they basically just got like me and a few other like boys and – uh, a couple of like visa player. Oh, I was considered a visa player then, and yeah. um, well, it was it was it was eye opening, bro. It was just, it was like like obviously living away from home. Like had a partner at the time, living away from her. Like just like pretty pretty much on your own. You know, have to start your whole life again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was like obviously helped me mature a little bit. And I think from like from going to you know that nineteen year old that was not really working hard enough to then going over there and being away from everyone and having to put my head down and knuckled down yeah. like you know it's the only thing I had over there so kind of forced me to mature like a little a little bit quicker as well which was probably quite good for me you know yeah um yeah I, yeah and I enjoyed it over there but yeah I suppose you know a bit about that how was your time over in Aussie yeah oh well obviously it's a bit of a special um circumstance our one yeah um, I suppose a little bit different but yeah it was a little bit different it was good oh fuck I love Sydney yeah. holy shit I reckon the place is so cool um 
miss it actually like yeah it's such a cool place to be i think the main thing for us was like not having like our family and friends around which is what yeah. you sort of just said yeah if all our family or friends are around there yeah fuck such a good place i think hey, it makes like, it so much easier to just live there like that was toowoomba like uh inland eh? yeah inland a little bit yeah so did you have to travel to like brisbane or something go to the beach or like you had to travel yeah yeah so i think brisbane's like 30, 40 minutes away, which is oh, not fuck. too bad. Yeah, That's and, not then, that and then it's like another hour to like Gold Coast, yeah. um, like Sunshine Coast and all that. Do like, you make heaps of trips in there? Surely. Yeah, yeah, all the time, yeah. So like not most weekends, but you know, every second, third weekend you'd go to Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast, like yeah, either yeah, to yeah. the beach or to town or whatever, you know. Like yeah. But yeah, for sure. Um, Did you work? Yeah, yeah, I worked as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the buzziest job I've ever done, so that was no, just, not the buzziest. <laughs> but we'll talk about that soon. <laughs> Definitely not the yeah. buzziest. <laughs> yeah, no, that was buzzy as well. But yeah, so basically I was just growing plants for like supermarkets. So like growing lettuce and growing tomatoes and growing that was basically what I was doing. Wait, what? Yeah, it was so weird, but uh, it's too hard to explain. Basically you just like you just grow seed like grow seeds in like a big tray and then like put them on a Convey about kind of thing, and then wrap them up and put them in, <laughs> put them in a truck, and then that t- truck takes them off to the actual farm where they get planted. Oh, what the heck! Crazy boat. So like factory work, kind of. Uh, yeah, but it's all outside. It wasn't like a factory, oh, yeah. but yeah. Is it hot? Where you were? Yeah, hot in summer. Hot in summer, bro. Crazy hot, and then, and then like almost where I was, like kind of too contrasting. Like when winter, like opposite, like real cold. You know, like oh yeah, yeah, which sucked, but. But yeah, oh, no, us, yeah. It, was, it was good, like, living, or, like, making money off football and then making money off work as well. Like, especially over there, like, money's better in Aussie for most most things, you know, so. Bro, is it what? Yeah, so. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It makes you think, like, it makes me think, what the fuck are we, like, Doing what's wrong? going on here? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, and I, th- I noticed, I don't know if you noticed it too, but, like, it seems like most people nev- don't really have an issue with, money like money's not really spoken about as an issue like you know around amongst your friends and stuff you mm. know like you come here let's say like being kind of broad like you're like oh you know someone's buying something or something like oh i'll transfer you or oh, you yeah, know that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. but it, like just doesn't happen there like it's almost like everyone's a lot more comfortable yeah everyone drives a nice car a decent yeah. car yeah. and like yeah I, I don't know why that is like i think the economy's just doing yeah. better than us yeah but <laughs> yeah yeah I suppose it's that thing, like, it's, maybe that's why over here we just don't talk about money as much, like, we don't, probably. We don't, we don't have it. <laughs> yeah, probably, actually, to be honest. Yeah. It's probably the case at the moment, too. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like, yeah, no, well, just, yeah, I, I, I was thinking that when I went over there and um, I got, like, a little part-time thing and I did, like, one day a week and I was just, like, when they were giving me the money, I was like, what the hell? Like, how was that even... Just like hearing what the boys were getting, like yeah, yeah. one of the boys was getting like forty bucks an hour for like driving a forklift or something, and I, I was like, "What the shit?" Like, yeah, well, I walked over there and like I'd never done this job before, and they were like, "Yeah, twenty seven fifty an hour." And I was like, "You sure? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before." <laughs> That's crazy. While we're on the topics of um, buzzy jobs, oh yeah, here we go. Let's talk about your buzziest job that. I don't know that anyone would be ready for this. <laughs> yeah, so this is probably after the story. You probably want to cut the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> this is probably my best story by far. <laughs> oh, um, careful not to um, oh, 
Oh, Can on you the hear chair. It? Yeah. Oh, shit. Holy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sit dead still. <laughs> all right, tell me. Tell me. Let's um, go. Okay, so what? You want to start from the start? Take it all the way back to Oh, 100%. Give us the whole, give okay, us the whole okay. thing. Whole shebang. Okay. Oh, man, I'm doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, start, from, start from the start. Um, fuck, where do I start? Okay, so, oh, my God. Can I name drop John? Surely I can. John will be all good with it, eh? I don't know. We'll just say, oh, I don't know. What? You're cool, bro. Well, me. <laughs> you know John as well as I do. Yeah, nah, yeah, but, like, I don't know if, like, Nah, okay, he'll be all good, surely. Yeah, yeah, sweet, yeah. Oh, I'll just say my boss at the time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, so we'll start from the start. Um, So I am working in Taronga at, yeah. at this moment in time, Um, and my boss calls me and goes, oh, hey, can you come to the um to the hospital with me or to the doctors? And I was like, yeah, but buzzy request, but yeah, of course, like, sweet day. So he, he's like, sweet. Um, came and picked me up from my job site, took me to the doctors and, and basically sits me in front of this doctor and goes, um, Hey, Hey, broken. I want th- this guy's shit up my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> sitting there like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even ask you. No, nah, didn't, didn't even tell me the whole ride there. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, oh, I was going to the doctors. Like, just need to talk to this doctor about some stuff. And I had no clue at all. So I'm sitting there like, what? Don't know what's going on, anticipating, don't know what I'm about to like hear. And he's just like, Oh, yeah, so like, I want to do this. And, and I'm just like sitting there, like, he's talking to the doctor, like, not even asked me. I'm like, Fuck me, bro. What, <laughs> bro? Yeah, so oh, crazy, bro. So, oh my God, yeah, it's crazy. And the doctor goes, um, We actually don't do that in New Zealand. Like, it's not like a, a le- I don't know if it's legal or just like if it's not like it, we just don't do it in New Zealand. Yeah. And in America, it's actually quite, quite big. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so Well explain why. So obviously it's not just like for fun. Like no, explain yeah, no, why. I, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, get, I'll get there, I'll get there. Yeah, so basically um the so my boss has uh like irritable irritable bowel disease, so IBD and it's actually like a real like more common than you'd think. Um yeah, and, and he's got it he had really bad case of it, so he had he was shitting um about twenty to twenty five times a day. Which is what? unreal when you think about it. Like how many hours in a day? Like and obviously, like so that's two times an hour. If you're up, if you're awake, oh yeah, yeah, 12, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, twelve yeah. hours a day, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So which is like sucks. Like obviously, I know, I know this, and like I'm like like straight away, yeah, I can do it for you. And then obviously the doctor says no, so he's like shit, um, literally. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a good snippet, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, he goes like, he goes, oh, sweet dad's like, doctor won't do it. Um, let's just do it anyway. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. Like, it's up to you. Like, it's, obviously, it's no skin off my back. I don't need the shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually flushing it down the toilet. If you want it, you can have it. Like, all good, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so, yeah. So basically, like, he's like, yeah, next week, um, just can you come around to mine and, like, shit for me? I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is weird as fuck, but sure thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll do, I'll do this for you. So I'm shitting for this guy, my boss, and he's like, okay, I've got this other guy that's got got this problem as well, and there's like a few strands of it. So one of them's like called Crohn's disease, and there's like other ones that are like quite bad. And he like 
So, all right, can, I'll, I'll get this guy in as well because he's like, you know, he's clutching at straws, doesn't really have any other options. I'm like, fuck, all right, like, get this other guy in. So, <clears throat> this other guy comes in, and it's actually his dad that comes in, and I meet him, and he's like, look, I want you to drop everything that you're doing, and I want you to catch this helicopter from Taranga up to Auckland for me. Come and get your shit tested up in Auckland. You can stay at our house. Um, like, like we'll t- completely take care of you. So I'm like, fuck, I'm like, fuck, all right, like, what the fuck's going on, basically? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, sweet, like, so I drop, drop my tools. I'm like, sweet as, like, he literally picks me up from my house. I grab a few clothes. He takes me to this helicopter. The helicopter like, is this private, like, helicopter driver. It's like, flies me up to Auckland. I'm staying, like, flies me into this house. Like, he's this rich ass dude. Like, fly into this mansion. He's like, oh, my God, it's crazy, bro. He gives me my own house on this mansion to stay at. He, like, offers me the cars to his Ferrari to drive around. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not driving Surely. Bro, <laughs> I wanted to, but, like, if I crashed it, you know, like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's like, instead gives me the car, like, car um, keys to his Beamer. Like, like this, I'm talking, like, one of the wealthiest men in New Zealand, like type shit. Probably almost the we're hit yeah, uh, yeah, top five at definitely, least. Definitely up there. Top yes. five at least. Which yeah. is crazy. Like he's got like this fucking like life size giraffe in the backyard, like what fake fake life size giraffe. Yeah, so he flies me up there, I'm like literally just the whole time, just like jaws dropped, eyes wide, like next day, like go out, test my shit, like comes back, it's all good. Um so then so then, yeah, so I stay in this house. It's got, like, fucking a ball pit, a gym. Like, oh my, it's my own house. It's crazy. I play I play tennis with their, like, um, with their housekeeper. This guy, like, whips me in, like, five sets. <laughs> <laughs> he probably plays a heaps. Does yeah. he live there or what? Yeah, he lives there. lives on site. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, I, like, rock up. I, like, go into their on main, site? main house. On site, bro. Main site. Lockdown teams. <laughs> Just keep going. Just... That's your fault. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, yeah. So this guy's like obviously lives on site. Like, like they've got a chef there. Like I go in. There's like an aquarium as their backdrop in their kitchen. Like it's oh crazy. what the hell crazy bro. money crazy money bro. Anyway, so like get it all tested, all good. That then like a couple of days later they fly me back down to Taranga and then every day at 12, 12 o'clock on the dot I drive over to they've got had had like this penthouse place over at the mount drive over to the penthouse like go up the elevator every single day at 12 o'clock without fail there's a steak and egg there sitting on the bench for me i eat eat the steak and egg shit for them then just go back to work is that why like i think he was just doing it to like to make you to your shit better or i think so (laughs) he just made it the first day and then just became like a routine after that just for like i don't know just like it's good meat, good good meal, you know. So what the heck? <laughs> next day at twelve, yeah. And like this guy's like crazy rich, bro. He's like, so he's like, yeah. Every week I'll give you like four k to fucking shit for him. So I'm like, bro. So like every day, every week I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> let's let's do this for two weeks, and if it works, we'll carry on, and if it doesn't, like, we'll stop. So then it ends up like for this guy, it ends up not working, and. Not working out, so I just did two weeks of work for him, just like shit, shitting. So, 
Fuck. It's crazy, bro. Eight k in two weeks. Yeah, that's for taking a shit, bro. Yeah. Everyone does that. <laughs> that's that's wild. what I said, bro. It is wild. That. I don't need it, so if it's helping someone, why not do it? You know. One of the grossest things is, is that like he takes it out of the bucket and puts it in a neutral bullet and blends it all together in a neutral bullet. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. What the fuck? Which is fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, enough on that talk. Yeah. I'm sick of that. Okay. Um, you went to Aussie and then you came home uh, and did you go straight to Wanderers? Yeah. Nah. So it was paid for a, t- <laughs> paid for a team in um, in Auckland. Got them relegated, actually. Um, <laughs> Good shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, got them relegated and then. Basically, didn't obviously didn't want to play for them when they're in the lower league, and then that's when I went back to Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, so just been kind of ever since since I've been back, just been living in Auckland, playing in Hamilton, traveling down two three times a week. Yeah, how do you find that? Yeah, it'd be um, hard, bro. Fuck, that's yeah. like what hour each way at least. At least. At least an hour each way. Because you're going from the shore to... Uh, yeah, going from the shore and sometimes peak hour traffic. Oh. It's two and a half to get down sometimes. Hmm. And then you can make it maybe an hour 15, hour and a half back, pretty quickly back. Yeah. Um, but to get down there and back, is at, you know, uh, we, we leave at three o'clock some days and get back at 11 at night. So it's, it's an sure. eight-hour shift, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're thinking of doing that with rugby or what? Uh, potentially, but fuck, it's yeah, it's definitely a task, bro. Like, yeah. it sounds like a, it's a whole it'd be further. It'd be further. Yeah, exactly. Be three. What time, tra- what time training start for you boys? Six. Oh yeah. So what? Done by eight. Yeah. Back at home by eleven. Like, be yeah. pretty. Be a, be a big commitment. That's for sure. It's a, it's a massive commitment, bro. Yeah, but uh, it depends. Like, if if I'm to do that, I'll probably I probably will stay there. So. Oh yeah. I go Thursday. Goes just for Thursdays. Stay there till Sunday morning. Drive home oh, on Sunday yeah. oh, for the game. And oh, stuff. that'd be right. It would be all right, but yeah. Again, it's just like it's not just me. I've got Hella. I've got yeah. Rome. Yeah, I can't just leave them up there. Well, I can, but like you know, it just makes things tricky. But yeah, I don't know. It depends. But um, you, what have you you notched up? Like, I'm sure I saw your name on the hundred board at the. Yeah, so Club. I think I think I played fifty national league games, which is like the summer league games, so like the the higher level. Yeah. Um, and then I think for Wanderers, like the actual club, I've like played over a hundred now, so I'm getting up there. Eh? Fuck. Club ledge, club legend, <laughs> the club legend, bro, life member. <laughs> Fuck, that just shows you how old I am, really. Over a hundred games. How many? No, but to be fair, you play so many games in a year. Yeah, well, we yeah, well, we play summer league, summer straight into winter league, so yeah. it's like it's crazy as well. You well, play, how many games do you think you play in a year? Uh, you'd probably say so. This year, we I think it was a 10, 10 team league, so you play nine games, play them both sides, so eighteen, and then in summer probably another eighteen. So what's that? Twenty thirty thirty six in a year, so yeah, three years maybe plus plus a couple finals and all that kind of stuff. Thirty, yeah, so I already said forty games a year. Yeah, probably roughly like forty yeah. games a year. Yeah, that is heaps, bro. Oh, bro. Yeah, that's a lot, and you don't get much time off in between that. So you get a couple of weeks and then you're straight back into it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's almost like I, I, I've just noticed it's almost like you have a game every week. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's wild. I I never knew that because how you said that summer league is like the big comp. Yeah. So I, I never knew that you even played in summer, let alone that summer league is like. There's the bitter one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get a lot of people going, oh, summer league, oh, just like five side or. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, but summer league is the one that everyone's trying to make. And Which is weird. Yeah. When did it become that? Yeah, because it's always been a winter sport. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like rugby, basically. I don't get it. Why has it become the summer league? Or has it always. Like, I, as far as you know. Yeah, couldn't tell you the or- origins of it, but as the league's just changed now, so like. You've got to make top four in the Auckland League to then go and play summer league. So yeah, but you've had a good year, eh? Like you've what you notched up top goal scorer yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, which well, is good. Yeah, our, our team personally probably hasn't had the best of years. We probably won't make top four, but me personally, I've yeah, I've got top goal scorer. For, well, so far, if the league carries on, um, top goal scorer for for Wanderers, and yeah, we've been going right, playing right, yeah, right footy. Bro, I never never been into football at all, yeah, at all. But right. like actually interested <laughs> I'm being serious, yeah. Like <laughs> anytime I saw football on the like T V I was like nah. Yeah, next. But like come in and watch someone that like if I actually knew like because I obviously actually knew you and I watched it, it was way more interesting, bro. And I actually like enjoyed it. Like yeah. I was sitting there like, fuck, this is like actually interesting. And it might only be like, you know, one goal each at the end of it, but yeah. like that was actually interesting to me. Like yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Do you think that comes that obviously probably not the sport, but more you invested in the person playing, maybe? Uh, maybe but but like by by being invested in the person playing, I actually learnt the game more. Oh, yeah. By yeah, like yeah. like I actually like, you know, by flicking away, I never would have even learnt the yeah, game at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like the most thing, the most I knew about football was um, when I used to jam FIFA 08 <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> and like the only thing I ever knew was offside because it would always happen in FIFA 08. <laughs> but that's about it, bro. Like that's all I knew. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously playing is like a like your strong. No, you know what you've always been known for. But now, like more recently, you've sort of got into um, you've run your own coaching business, which is yep. still football. But um, so that started with one stop. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, basically, I think one of my good mates, Ruben Parker, he runs a, a goalkeeping business called One Stop Goalkeeping, and I think he was just like, "Look, there's probably a bit of a niche here for you to like jump in and like start coaching." And I was like. Oh yeah, like obviously I'm not a goalkeeper, but yeah. I'm an outfielder. Um, start coaching like the outfielders and stuff, and um, yeah. So basically, just said yeah. Like got got a few clients. Basically, that's how it started. Just got a few clients. Like got in with the school, and then um, just really enjoyed what I was doing. Basically, like yeah. really enjoyed this like teaching and like passing on the knowledge that I've learned and trying to like yeah. guide these young kids. Like I've like I've obviously been and show them the pathway like and how to get better and how to get better with yourself and with a team and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I really enjoy that. It's, it's super, super rewarding when you like kind of nurture this kid. Like I've had a few kids there for like a couple of years now and you, you see them grow from this 14 year old to a 16 year old and a lot happens in that time. Like, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. The development in them as a player and as a human is yeah. drastic. Like, and to know that you've had some part of that, it's crazy. Super, super. Cool. How did you learn to teach? Because, like, no, no. Like I've always been interested in coaching, or you know, like coaching some, like yeah. kids. Um, but like when you're actually in that 
like arena and it's like becomes like you actually have to coach them it's completely different and like for sure. you need to know what you're doing and you yeah. need to be organized yeah how'd you learn that stuff i think to start with i was super organized like i'll yeah. write everything down and like this is what we're doing for this minute and like the whole way through like plan it out and <clears throat> i suppose i just kind of one of those things where you run before you can like crawl you know like yeah. just throwing us to the deep end and I'm quite like, especially like in a one-on-one situation, I'm I'm like obviously quite decent with like a kid to like be able to like show them what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right. And, yeah. you know, have a, have a bit of banter here and there and like kind of make the kid feel at ease as well as teach them a, new, a few new things. And I just planned it out from start to finish. And then from then on, like you can just kind of get more and more confident. And now like I'll do a little bit of planning before each session, but like, I could probably go to a session right now and just, you know, do a session off the back of what I already know, you know. Yeah, yeah, And that yeah. just grows with confidence. Because how long have you been doing it now? Uh, just over a year now, so like a year and a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, like, if I think of two massive things that would come from what you just said that's very important when it comes to coaching and stuff would be communication, like communication skills. For sure. You need to be able to communicate well. Yeah. Especially with kids. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like there's a certain way to get your point across. You can't, yeah, like, especially yeah. with kids, you can't be like, no, that's wrong. They're going to not yeah. not respond to it. They're just going to think they're getting told off, you know. You need to yeah. be like, oh, that was good, but can we try this? Or, yeah, like yeah. there's different ways to approach it. Like, what about with different kids? Do you find that there's different ways to approach it with oh, different kids? Oh, 100%. Like yeah. I've got kids that really short attention span, so I can't sit there and do one thing for the whole session because yeah, they're going right. to get bored. But there's other kids that are like so like focused on that certain thing that I can sit there and yeah, yeah, they want to get it right. And you can do that for the the whole hour period, like, because they just want to sit there and get it perfect. And you know, you've got to learn that pretty quickly, like which kid is which. And yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously there's thousands of different like attributes for kids. So you just got to learn that and pick that up as you go. And people skills as well is probably quite big. eh? Because, um, well, I think reality is like people aren't going to come back. Kids aren't going to come back if they don't like you. And if they don't like, like, let's be honest. Like yeah. if, if, I, if you're paying for a service I'm gonna, and I turn up to my first service as a kid and I'm like getting coached by someone and my dad's paying for me to get a um, lesson, yeah. I go home and I'm like, he was a dick. Like, yeah, yeah. and like, I didn't, you know, yeah, you sure. can't relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to, I, yeah. You For me, like I make the first one, like kind of a broad spectrum, like, um, kind of session and like make it really enjoyable and like obviously you're really upbeat and obviously everyone has those off days so it's not like I'm going to be perfect every time I'm coaching but yeah for sure every, like most days that I'm at coaching I'm 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 there I'm vibrant I'm you know like yeah throwing throwing my arms about and I'm raising my voice and I'm like yeah. yelling at them in a good way and yeah. you know when they need to be yelled at and like it just like they feed off your intensity so like if you're intense then they're intense and that's how that's yeah. how you get better as a player I think is is like um, word of mouth and stuff quite big when it comes to like you know because obviously you get into schools and um, do boys talk to each other and you've get do you, have you ever got clients through that? Yeah, I think definitely with like because I'm quite heavily involved in like one of the schools that I'm at, so like I'll be I'll be coaching the boys in the morning from six or seven and seven to eight, and the boys are turning up at seven thirty and watching the other kids do it, and they go, "Oh shit, yeah, he's yeah. doing extras." I should be doing extras yeah. if I want to, you know, and then like it kind of grows like that. And I think 
I think if they see like a good session being put on in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever time it is, then they go, oh, that looks that looks fun and it looks like I'm about to learn something. So why shouldn't I be doing it? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's really important, especially with the schools, because all the all the football boys are all in like their one like little posse, you know? So yeah, yeah. Sorry, we didn't even mention the fact that you started at one stop and now oh, you've yeah. moved to yeah, yeah, your own business, yeah. which is what we're talking about now. Really, I guess yeah, is yeah. Football Factory. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I suppose I worked with like one stop for a while and then we just kind of ended up parting ways, I suppose, like just a few different things within the business that a few great areas and we just kind of like just decided it would probably be better for our friendship to go separate ways and um, don't regret it at all because he's doing well now and I'm doing well now. So, you know, like I, I think that that was probably the right step at the time to take and now I've like, mm. you know, learned to grow a business and, at the st- probably at the start of the year, maybe when we first did that interview and stuff, like yeah. oh, not interview the the last podcast, yeah. like I was, I was probably a little bit more like, um, just like learning and finding my feet, you know. And now mm. I've kind of like, kind of not past that stage. Obviously, still learning every day, but you know, I've learned I've learned a lot in that in that past year. Yeah, where I can kind of like be a bit more confident to like to do anything to like kind of tackle the um, kind of challenges that come with running a business, you know. Yeah, what 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 sort of um, challenges have you found so far? Because obviously, like, um, you know, there's coaching and you're coaching kids, and that is probably, if you think about it in a day, that's probably two or three hours of your day yeah. is actually coaching the kids. Yeah, yeah. there's like more to it than just doing your service, the actual work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose for for me, it's like at the start, I was obviously there's a bit of a stigma around like maybe, maybe that tall poppy syndrome yeah. that you've probably talked about before. Whereas like where I'm not wanting to kind of post as much, you know, yeah. Um, feel like it's a bit maybe vain to post, post a lot, but kind of left that kind of feeling behind. And now I'm trying to, trying to post as many times as I can a week, you know? And I think, I think it's, it's a great tool to advertise your business. Oh, and, Oh, obviously you're all about it. You're fucking all over it with, you know, multiple platforms. and Well, just like social media is literally just the king right now. Like if you're not like making use of it, then like you're really not been like, cause the way I see it and cause I follow Gary V and obviously Gary V yep. is God and he's, <laughs> he, <Of course>. he, <laughs> he, he has the business Bible. Um, and he says that, like, yeah, yeah, we live in a very social media driven world at the moment. And, but like, first of all, you can either hate it or you can embrace it. The fact that that it happens, and yeah. like, to a certain extent, you have to have a uh, balance for sure. Um, but he also said that, like, it's not going to last forever. Yeah, which is probably true. Like, you know, there's things that are going to change in the world, and like, you know, we're not going to be so social media driven like for the next. 500 years yeah for sure we are living in that world right now yeah where it's so prominent as it was always in front of our face and like do you get the screen time thing oh yeah it's disgusting bro oh bro that literally it does it makes me feel a bit sick that i'm like should i spend that much time looking looking at my my screen yeah it's actually crazy like obviously some of it's warranted because Work. Like yeah, yeah, you and me like probably working, and I probably kind of sweep a few of the hours into the work yeah. kind of thing. But when I'm when I look at it, probably half that time spent looking at my phone or scrolling through. Instagram. Well, how often do you like go to do work and then you see something and yeah, then you and you, get all of a sudden rabbit yeah. hole? Yeah, 
<laughs> one video and then next minute, All two hours sudden, later, yeah. you're like, fuck, what well, are Why I? am I looking at these caterpillars on TikTok or whatever the fuck you're doing? Have you watched that, um, that uh, like documentary sort of thing on Netflix? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Social Dilemma. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, bro, watch that. What's it about? It's just cr- like just all these top guys in social media um, and like they've worked within places like Google and Facebook and yeah. um, and they just preach about the fact that how social media is just like a big problem at, but more so that it's um, designed to be addictive which is um, – and, and this, they say certain things and you're like, oh, shit, that's actually true. Like yeah. um, one example I can think of is like a notification, right? You get a notification and it comes up with like the first bit of the text, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But it doesn't give you the whole text. So it, it could. Yeah, well, yeah. Why don't they? Because they want you to swipe and they want you to it check it. And then yeah, yeah. they want you to check something else and they yeah. want you to. Yeah. Because like, and, and they and they do this big thing about how, um you know, Facebook and stuff, Facebook pixels. Do you know about Facebook pixels? Mm-hmm. So it's like this thing basically that um, it builds a profile on you, I guess, which is like every time you click on something or whatever, Facebook's building this little profile oh, on you. Yeah, yeah. And so you click on 10 videos of cats this week, watching cats, like Facebook's going to be like, he likes cats. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And it builds this little profile on you and you have this thing called like a pixel and when you have it on your website, you have this thing set up for your Facebook pixel, which basically captures people's pixels. Oh, yeah. So like when they come onto your website, it goes, it captures their pixel and then it goes, okay, I need to find people like that that, that match that person. So face, that's why Facebook ads are so powerful because um, things come out that like that are aimed at you. Yeah. Yeah. Without you knowing it, yeah. Well, because, sometimes you do know it, don't you? Well, and that's the other thing. You wonder why you click on something like you click on a Gucci bag or something like that, and then suddenly you're scrolling through Facebook and you see Gucci, Gucci bag. bag. Yeah, you know, like it just ha- like well, you always hear that thing that like your phone's hearing what you say. Yeah, yeah. Talk that about sort of KFC shit. and the KFC ad pops up. You're like, what the? F-? Yeah, it's it's not by coincidence. Is oh, the th- it's the, no. pretty much the thing they're saying, and that yeah, that how wild it is that like. How yeah. crazy and how in deep we are now with it. Do you use like um, ads a lot, like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and stuff like that? Uh, I don't use them at all, actually. Um, I did for a bit. I had a guy running them. Um, he did it for about a month, and personal reasons, he had to stop doing it. Yeah. Um, but yet, I've never really got so like I, I look at marketing as like there's two sorts of types of marketing, I guess what I think of as organic and paid and organic is all the stuff you post in your feeds yeah, and yeah. the stuff that's free that you takes time, but it's free. Yeah. And then you get the paid. And I think organic is like my strength, like organic's probably our strength. Yeah. It is at both our strength. Yeah. The paid side is um, something to be worked on. And, yeah. but I guess when you're in early days of a business, bro, it's just almost like, um, yes, that stuff can help elevate things quickly, I guess. Um, but organic is like raw and it's just like, yeah. And I think like people have that kind of outlook on not life, but when, like when they watch something on Instagram, they want to see what you're doing behind the scenes. You oh, know? 100%, that, that stuff's yeah. like the interesting stuff. They don't want, they don't want this like filtered kind of 
ad popping up. They they want to see what the yeah. real and the behind the scenes and the when you when, what happens when shit goes wrong. Like you've posted a lot of shit, shit like that before. Yeah, they ha- how do you take that into your? But have you sort of done a similar thing in terms of your journey and documenting it? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done as much as like probably you have. When like, where I'm like documenting the journey and stuff. But yeah. like I will post like every now and then like something going wrong or like a funny yeah. clip, you know, cause it shows that obviously yeah. we're not perfect. Like, yeah, we've posted yeah, all perfect. of these passing and shot, shot drills and yeah. everything going top bins, but it's hardly ever does it go top bins. You know, I'm only posting the, That's right. yeah. the top 10%. I remember that one you posted and it was, um, when you kicked it into the back of you or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that was funny. Five meters away. And I'm just like turned around cold, like five degrees in the morning. <laughs> and I just slammed the ball at the back of me. Oh, what 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 what's the hardest part you've found about running a business? Um, I, I think, I think like obviously trying to grow it is is like even though it's quite broad, is yeah. is a massive um like kind of thing for me. Like, because once I've got the clients, I suppose for me it's like like most of them stay or they come back, you know. But it's yeah. trying, it's trying to get those clients and trying to trying to build it, like trying to grow the clients and the trust with like those. Yeah. You know, right. Cause like I have a lot of people message me and like ask me how much is this and where do we, where do we do it and stuff? And they seem more keen and then it, just getting them over that line, kind yeah, of, you know, yeah, like, yeah. which maybe relates back to you where like people will probably click on your website, but trying to get them over the line to actually purchase something is a different issue, you know? Well, you know, the, the, what, the thing they actually say about that is um, like when you get people to your website, you're getting them into your funnel, right? Yeah. Um, and the actual, like um success rate conversion rate is like one to three percent for on average for yeah. a um an e-commerce business so yeah. like of a hundred people that go onto your website one person will buy something yeah and so but like how do you make that better you get more people to your website so yeah. if you get ten thousand people to your website 100 people buy it doesn't sound so bad yeah for sure um but yeah like that would be similar to you i guess where um Rather than getting you know two or three people, get getting a thousand people inquiring. Yeah, ten then, people will become yeah. clients. Yeah, like, yeah. Have you thought about um, like not? Well, I guess hiring. Yeah. So like having coaches that essentially, I guess like you're not doing more work, but it kind of broadens you. Like you can kind of have guys running. Yeah, you know? definitely. That's like even another area codes too, because like yeah. obviously you are in one spot, you can't go traveling around yeah, yeah. coaching. And that's the thing with like, obviously what I'm doing, it's quite um, restricting, I suppose you'd say, because I can only work in the hours that aren't school. And there's only so many of those hours in the day. So, right. you know, and I can only, uh, only there's only so much of me that can go around for those, that certain week. So, uh, and I'm probably just at the stage now where I'm looking to expand and get, get a coach, maybe another coach in Auckland and get one in Taronga and yep. kind of expand that way. And then that way I'm, it's a bit of a passive income as well as growing the business. Yeah. You know, like gr- growing the thing as a whole while having other people like there to like do those extra hours for me. I think you're in a good position as well. Cause it's not like, obviously you playing football. It's not like, um, you're going to find it hard to find good coaches. Like, you know, so many people from playing football at a high level yourself yeah. and yeah. still playing football at a high level that like, you can call on these guys and who wouldn't want to, you know, like have an extra sort of side income for sure to be coaching kids on the sport that they're playing. Cause they love it. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, obviously there's going to be a lot of good footballers out there, 
and that's that's quite easy to find. And then it's just finding the right kind of person that suits the model or suits my type of personality that's as good. well. You know? Yeah, or even, even someone that's maybe not exactly like me. So yeah, I w- want someone that brings something something different to the business, and then I can kind of play to play that use that as a strength. So like, if they are good at one thing, then the clients that are not good at that, I pass to them, and the clients yeah, that are good cool. at something else that come to me. So then kind of diversifies what I what my business is also offering, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. What, what about that um that guy you got in to do those clips and that? When are you going to be hosting those up? Oh, yeah. um Yeah, so one of my mates fucking... Give him a shout-out too. Yeah, um, Jono Viviani Creative on Instagram. This guy, is, he just, like, messaged me out of the blue. He says, bro, I love what you're doing. um Like, let me come and film a session for you and let, I'll take heaps of photos and heaps of pictures and stuff. And I was like, fuck, bro, yeah, that's so sick. And he came down, created created like a, this whole video for me and took heaps of pictures, which I'll be like using for my business cards and stuff. So it was like stuff like that. Like, yeah, like being able to like, eventually I want to be able to like hire someone like that and bring them on board. Every top businessman or every top person that like I would follow talks about um, culture within a business. And like once yeah. you start hiring people, like that's when culture becomes important because um, it's not just you anymore. Yeah, for sure. And the culture of the business essentially defines how well it runs. Yeah, yeah. So I, I spoke to, um, I've obviously I've said Ruben Parker um, before, but he, he runs One Stop and he's obviously got people in and he said like he probably could have grown his business a little bit quicker if he didn't worry so much about that kind of thing. Like I think yeah. I think there's a fine line with like you obviously you're not going to find that perfect person that has exactly the same everything like you. and Yeah. And I think if you can use that to your advantage and like kind of like, like as I said before, like take that, take that and play to the strengths of them and play the strengths of you, then it actually works out. Yeah. And I think like if you're in the spot to do it, then well for me, like I'm about in that spot. So I might as well do it and just bite the bullet. And if it doesn't work out, like it doesn't work out, but if it does, then it grows my business by two and then I can yeah. get someone else. And all of a sudden I'm three times as big. Jump into the Q and a, yeah. uh, cause you've got a few questions here. Um, how hard was it transitioning into coaching, especially running your own gig? Um, I found it quite seamlessly easy actually, just because I feel like the knowledge is already there. It's not like you're trying to pick up a whole new skill. You're you're almost teaching what you already know. You know, the the hard part is, is getting the clients, but once they're there, I think the coaching is quite easy. Like you're already around that environment and and then obviously the knowledge is already there so it's just all you have to do is pass that knowledge on and yeah it's, it becomes quite easy really nice um who's your favorite friend since nappies <laughs> surely that's ethan <laughs> yeah <laughs> correct <laughs> um <This guy. laughs> does so much football get overwhelming oh i wouldn't say overwhelming but there's definitely days where I maybe wake up at six o'clock and I go, actually there hasn't been days like that yet, but I can, I can imagine them coming, but I still wake up at six and I go, you know what? I, I enjoy what I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's cool. It's definitely not overwhelming, but there, there's certainly times where I'm like, shit, I'm doing the same session I did yesterday. Like yeah, you know, yeah, it becomes right. a little bit of like same, same old stuff, but I actually always enjoy the actual coaching side of it. Yeah, that's cool. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah. That, that's when you know when you're, you're in the right in the thing. right, exactly. Yeah. You're enjoying it. Easy to grow something like that as well. 100%. Um, your dream place to live? Oh, 
That's a good question as well. Um, Bali. We'll go with Bali. Oh, bro, how gun would Bali be for like Imagine living there? Even like a six month stint, come yeah, home and then yeah. go back for six months. Yeah. Or I think Bali would be so good for like. Imagine if all your family's over in Bali and just do whatever you want. Literally. I haven't been to a whole lot of places, but like that is my favorite place. Yeah, neither have I, but that's up definitely up there. Fuck me, the stories we could go on about Bali. <laughs> um, what's the biggest challenge with coaching kids? Um, I think, and we touched on this before, is kind of because I know how to coach kids and like basically and kind of like the the skill set and information to provide. That's the easy part, I think. Kind of learning on the fly and learning how each kid interacts or maybe how each kid learns is quite, is, is quite hard, like challenging at first. And even now, like if I get a new client, it's kind of like how, how are they best going to learn from me? You know, and yeah, how, am I, right. how am I going to get my point across best to them? You know, yeah. and, and everyone, every single person is different. So you've got to tweak it a little bit and that's probably the most challenging thing for me, but also rewarding when you see it come off. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. I like that. Um, up and coming players in the region. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, quite Definitely. a lot of youth, and I think with how the league is, um, how it is now, obviously we have to play two under twenty players every every game, which is right. a, which is a new rule that they've just introduced. But wow, true. Uh, yeah, just this last year, but it's it's class rule, so like forces kind of the young talent to come through or yeah. maybe if they wouldn't get a chance it gives them that chance to be in front of eyes so I think yeah. I think there's a lot of a lot of young talent coming through like especially in the Waikato region and also up in Auckland like any, anyone who's starting in that that Northern Premier League at, at under 20 is you know is going to be yeah. go far with it in, in the future Um. Thoughts on players leaving larger clubs to gain first team experience at smaller clubs? That's a tough one. That I feel like if you're not learning much from the trainings if, at the bigger clubs, then fair enough, leave and go and get game time because game time is where you probably learn the most and yeah. you get the most experience. But if you're at a big club and the trainings are intense and you're always a part of the trainings and you're learning from these bigger clubs which have better players naturally, yeah. then I think I think being around that environment is also beneficial as well. So it depends it, it, it depends a lot on the team and how the trainings are and then also the team team that you're going to and how the games are going to be because you can drop your standard and get game time, but do you want to drop your standard and get your game time especially? The yeah, you true. Ask yeah, nice, nice. Quite insightful there, mate. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I had a couple of years. <laughs> um, your best... Uh, best academy clubs set ups developing the most players in New Zealand. Uh, well, best academy's got to be Football Factory NZ. <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, oh, plug. <laughs> no, there's a few. Like, there's a, a good one down in Wellington. The Ole Academy has always produced like football football players who play quite a good brand of football. But I, I think with the new rule that's just been in, in, introduced. Every club is going to want to have a good youth system, or else they're not going to have these good young players coming through. So yeah. it's definitely progressing. Do those two players have to get on? They have to start. You oh, can they have to start. You can start them and sub them a minute in if you want to, but they have to start. Wow, yeah. that's a big, that's a big call. It's crazy. So, so two of your players like have to start, and they have to be under under their age. Shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's massive. Um, last question: Are you earning enough from your small business to get ahead in life? 
I, I'm earning enough to live and to put some back into the business. I wouldn't say I'm getting ahead in life. See, that's about, I'm going to interject on this because you can never start a small business and expect to get ahead in life early. Yeah. Like yeah. you are in it for the long run. For sure. You're, like, it's almost like an investment. You're investing in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what people don't understand is when it comes to business and starting out is they think that these guys that own their own businesses, even, even if they're starting out, they're owning their own businesses, so they're making all this money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the case. Yeah, it's almost the opposite. Yeah, exactly. You're, you probably make less than what people are earning going to work uh, every yeah, week. Yeah, nine to five. But yeah. it's, not, it's not about year one, year two, year three. It's, it's the opposite. Like, you're in it for the long run. You're investing your time. You're not getting a lot back at the start. And it's how, what, where is it going to put you in 10 years' time? And yeah. And, it, and that's why it's hard to start a business because you don't see return. Yeah, yeah. And you don't see those short term, short yeah, term results. It's not, it's not quite, right. some people, it's, you're very blessed and you do get it. Yeah, for sure. And it happens like that and something blows up overnight. But for the majority of people, it doesn't. Yeah. And and I think if you're a smart business owner, you, a lot of that money that you're earning goes back into exactly, the business anyway. Exactly. You don't need to you, keep it. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you're spending it straight away, it's, it's not going to grow the business, is it? Nah. Nah, that's. that's um, and, and that's a learning for everyone too, I think. Um, like, you know, you get, you just starting to make a decent amount of money, then you can do whatever you want with it. But yeah. you're like, what should I do with it? Yeah, so, for sure. Anyway, bro, we better wrap it up there before the uh, camera dies, actually. <laughs> um, awesome to have you on, bro. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me, bro. Honestly, really appreciate it. Um, good chats. And um, everyone, obviously, just tell people where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so f- on Instagram, uh, Football Factory NZ, and same on Facebook. Yeah, those are the only two socials I'm on. So, yeah. Gun. That's us. Awesome, brother. Thank you. Sweet.